0: me comfortable, and I know what makes me tick. And when I need to get in my way, I know how to pour it on thick. Cream and sugar in my coffee, right away when I awake. I face the day and pray to God. your grace with Kitty, today's episode is Say It Like You Mean It. I'm going to read to you from Exodus chapter 6. The Lord said to Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. Because of a mighty hand he will send them away, and because of a mighty hand he will drive them out of his land. Then God spoke to Moses, telling him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I was not known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land where they were residing as aliens. I certainly have heard the groaning of the Israelites, whom the Egyptians have enslaved, and I have remembered my covenant. Therefore, Tell the Israelites, I am the Lord. I will bring you out from under the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will deliver you from being their slaves. I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. You will know that I am the Lord your God, the one who brought you out from under the forced labor of the Egyptians. I will bring you to the land which I swore with uplifted hand to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. I will give it to you as a possession. I am the Lord. Moses spoke these words to the Israelites, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and because of the hard labor. The Lord spoke to Moses, Go tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to let the Israelites go from his land. But Moses said in the Lord's presence, Look, the Israelites have not listened to me. Why would Pharaoh listen to me since I am a poor speaker? The Lord again spoke to Moses and Aaron about the Israelites and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He commanded them to bring the Israelites out of the land of Egypt. These were the heads of their fathers' houses. The sons of Reuben, the firstborn of Israel, were Hanukkah and Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. These were the founders of the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jaqin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. These were the founders of the clans of Simeon. These were the names of the sons of Levi, according to their family records. Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Levi lived 137 years. The sons of Gershon were Libni and Shimai. They were founders of clans. The sons of Kohath were Amram, Ishhar, Hebron, and Uzziel. Kohath lived 133 years. The sons of Merari were Mahili and Mushi. These were the clans of the Levites, according to their family records. Amram married Jochebed, his father's sister, and she gave birth to Aaron and Moses for him. Amram lived 137 years. The sons of Ishhar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zichri. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elazephan, and Sethri. Aaron married Elishabah, the daughter of Amimadab, and the sister of Nashon, and she gave birth to Nadab and Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar for him. The sons of Korah were Asir, Elkanah, and Abiasaph. These were the founders of the clans of the Korahites. Eleazar, the son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel, and she gave birth to Phineas for him. These were the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites that had become clans. These were Aaron and Moses, to whom the Lord said, Bring out the Israelites from the land of Egypt according to their divisions. These were the same ones who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, in order to bring the Israelites out from Egypt. These were the same Moses and Aaron. On the day that the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, everything that I tell you. But Moses said in the Lord's presence, You see, I am a poor speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I ask, Lord, that you stay with us while we gather here and bless us with understanding and hearts to do your will. Almighty God, you gave your one and only Son to be the light of the world. Grant that your people, illumined by your word and sacraments, may shine with the radiance of Christ's glory, that he may be known, worshipped, and believed to the ends of the earth through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns one God now and forever. Amen. I again want to thank anyone who's encouraged me to stand up and share what I can to carry out God's will for my life. And most of all, thank you to the Lord Almighty who has sent angels into my life to push me to reveal his message at a time such as this. I am so grateful for it all. So I wanna start out by telling you some stories. One happened when I was in kindergarten. I was just five years old And I had joined Brownies. And if you don't know what Brownies are, Brownies are the kindergarten version of Girl Scouts. This is back in the 60s. So we had these little brown outfits that we wore. And hence, we had little brown beanie. And so hence, we called it a Brownie. But at the end of the school year, um, the Brownies troop that I was a part of, would put on a little play. Well, when I was a kid, even though I was bold at home, I was very, very shy. And I had to play the part of an owl in in the little end of the school year play. And I don't remember much about what I had to do. I just had words that I had to say, and it was somebody else's words that they had written for me. And I don't know what the words were, but I was so scared to do my part because I had all these fears inside that the words were not going to come out right. And kind of like Moses and his hesitancy. And I look too at Jonah, you know, if you know the story of Jonah, Jonah kind of um, was avoiding the things that he was told to do. And some of it had to do with not being confident in the words that you had to speak. So anyhow, I go up on the stage shaking, shaking. And when I, it was my turn to say my little line, all I could see was all these families. And they looked so big. And all I could see was the eyes and their teeth. And their mouths opened and laughing so hard that all I could hear was the laughter. And I got so scared that I sat, froze on the stage, wet my pants, and then ran, and ran to the back of the room crying. I was so embarrassed that I never wanted to go back to school again or see any of these people ever again. I have no idea what it was that scared me, but it was the words, the words weren't my words. Um, anyhow, words are really important. And when we don't say words that are encouraging or true, it also makes those memories kind of stick and you try to figure them out later. Again, moving forward, we moved we weren't in california anymore we lived in a nice new house in olympia washington and it backed up onto this beautiful field where as a kid i used to go exploring and i'd take a little shoebox and with me when i went to go explore and i would put all of the things that i found interesting into the shoebox so one in that field It must have been part of a farm at one time. There was wheat growing, and I would pick little um, stalks of wheat and put them in my box. And then we had some oak trees, and I would pick up the little acorns and the little acorn caps that fell off the tree. Used to think they looked like little pipes, you know, some of those acorn caps still on the little branch. And I thought, oh, those are little fairy pipes, you know, and I put those in the box. And we had this Pussy Willow tree. And I thought it was the most beautiful tree. And one of the things that would drop after the blossoms had all finished blooming, it had those little, looked like little cat's feet, you know, the little soft furry seeds that are underneath those flowers. And the branches would fall down, filled with all those little soft um, Pussy Willow um, seeds still stuck to the branch and I would collect those. And one of the days I was collecting those, that tree happened to have a little hole right down on the ground where the roots came out and there was a little hole in there. And inside of that little hole was, um, I noticed something and it wasn't pussy willows, it looked bigger than the pussy willows, but it was the size maybe of a, a oval-shaped dime, you know, that it wasn't too big. And I noticed that they were little eggs. I had no idea what those eggs would be, but every day I kept checking on the eggs. Well, it happened to be my eighth birthday and my mother invited all the little girls from school, to come over. And then back in those days, this would have been 1968. And back in those days when you got invited to a birthday party, the little girls usually put on their best little party dress with the little crinolines underneath and their fancy shoes and a little bonnet or some kind of hat similar to what you would have worn at Easter may have been your Easter outfit. Anyhow, they all came over with their little fancy dresses on, and we were in the basement of my house with the long table set up, and we had cake and ice cream and little party games. And then at the end of the party, um, I was excited to go outside to show all of my little friends something that I found. So we were out on the lawn, playing some kind of party games. And then I went over to the p- pussy willow tree and I grabbed my little um, cardboard uh, shoe box and looked inside and they weren't eggs anymore. The eggs had hatched. And they hatched into little garter snakes. Well, I loved nature. I loved animals. I didn't care what kind they were. And I was so, so excited. I told all the little girls, come, 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 look, look what I got for my birthday. And I put my hand in and scooped up, there must've been two dozen or so of these little garter snakes there. It was a lot. And scooped them up and held them up in in the air and put them in the shoebox to show everybody. And all but one of the little girls all ran home from there. They left all their party favors behind everything. They just ran home screaming. So anyway, the words that I said did not express um, myself very well and put fear into those little girls. And after that... Um, they were kind of suspicious of me, I guess you could say, but um, yeah. So moving on later, my family had moved to Florida and my dad had become really shy because of things like this. And so my dad um, decided he was going to teach me how to talk to people. And my dad was a really good speaker. And so I guess he couldn't understand, why I was so afraid to talk to people, but it it seemed to be, I kept falling into these kind of situations that put a fear into me of expressing how I felt about something because people didn't seem to share my feeling. And you know, I felt forced into making decisions that maybe weren't my decisions. So anyhow, my father decided he could help me overcome my shyness by having me call the movie theater. And back then it wasn't a recording. Back then, if you called the movie theater, you got a live person and you asked them what movies were playing and they would um, tell you the list of movies. And you could even ask them, well, what what is that movie about or whatever? Well, I would sit down, my dad would give me the phone book and tell me, okay, call this theater and call this theater and call this theater. And at first he would write down the words he wanted me to say. And so I dialed the number, you know, and the first few times because I had a script there I could ask the questions, but as soon as somebody on the other end asked me a question that wasn't on the list of things that I was supposed to say, I would get scared and I'd hang up this went on for years and, and it was a real battle for me. Um, but, uh, I just, it just didn't seem to help me overcome that. And I have other times too, where, um, I get comfortable and I want to share some feelings. And sometimes if I don't have those words written down, um, the words that come out may not be what I meant to say. And this happened to me again on um, my Tuesday ladies Bible study. It has some exciting things that came up where um At my church, because of all this um, shutdown and the pandemic, Uh, the ladies' group uh, had uh, kind of fizzled out because of all these changes that were going on. You know, we weren't allowed to have potlucks anymore, and we had to sanitize everything, and you know, we had to sit so far apart so we could stay open, and it was just getting too hard. So, in the meantime, um, there's, everything has gone back to pretty much normal with, you know, just a few considerations that have changed. So I and a few other friends got together and we started our ladies group up again. Well, I was sitting there speaking at the meeting, talking about how, um, you know, one of the things that I felt really strongly about was that I don't, want to have to have all the women in the congregation go to other churches to find a ladies bible study because it's so important especially for women men too to have you know a study that they participate because women's problems are different from men's you know sometimes and and women like to approach things differently than men and so we just wanted to um, bring that back and when I was speaking about that, because I have been attending a Bible study that's not at my church on um, a certain day of the week with a, another friend that doesn't belong to any church. And she's, and I love this Bible study and I'm not going to stop going to it, but I just felt really strongly about how it's really important for our church to offer those things to our family so that you don't have to go outside of your church. You know, that's a choice that you make. Well, anyway, the way it came out of my mouth, I know I offended somebody and they got up and left out of the room and I wasn't trying to offend anybody. I didn't want anybody to think that um, it's not okay to attend another Bible study. And so those words did not come out the way I meant them. And so, anyhow, I think some of you could probably relate to that where you just don't say what you mean. Your heart is not, um, sh- your words are not showing what your heart is trying to say. And that's why it's so important um, to think about our, our things, especially when we're in a larger group of people. Like even right here, I have to think carefully about what I'm saying. <laughs> And I don't know if any of you have had um, times when you found it difficult to, to say what you mean. I know for me, sometimes it's a song that says the words that I want to say. But um, if I don't have that song at the ready, um, I might not be able to think of it. I have a song that kind of talks about that that I wanted to share today. No, I know that I can make
1: you stay, but where's your heart? But where's your heart? But where's your. No, no, there's nothing I can say to change that part. To change that part To change There's so many bright lights to cast us shadow, But can I speak? Who is it now?
0: Often, if I don't put the words I want to say in writing, I rehearse them over and over. I get impulsive, and the words that come out, if they come out, are not the words my heart wants to say. They're often words that are heard much differently than what I was trying to convey. Rehearsing over and over often helps, but usually I can say it best if I can think of a song that says the words for me. God also gives us his word. And by reading and studying his word, even if we've already read a passage before, when we read it over and over again, it puts those words into our mouth and gives us a better way to speak our hearts to match what our minds wanna say. So I wanna lead you over to Proverbs in chapter 16 where um, we have more advice for a wise son. And I'm gonna skip around a little bit in chapter 16, but if you have your Bibles, um, either an online Bible or um, the Bible that you put in your hand, if you have that handy, you can um, read the words with me. A person may have thought things through in his heart But an apt answer from his tongue comes from the Lord. All of a person's ways are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs motives. Commit what you do to the Lord and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for his own purpose, even a wicked person for a day of trouble. Anyone with an arrogant attitude is disgusting to the Lord. Be sure of this, that person will not go unpunished. Through mercy and truth, guilt is atoned for. And through the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When the Lord is pleased with a man's ways, he causes even his enemies to live at peace with him. Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit precedes a fall. Better to share a humble spirit with the oppressed than to share stolen goods with the haughty. Whoever gives careful consideration to a matter will succeed, and the person who trusts the Lord will be blessed. A wise heart will be called discerning, and appealing speech increases learning. Good sense is a foundation of life for the person who possesses it, but the instruction given by stubborn fools is stupidity. A wise heart produces edifying speech. It makes a person's lips warm persuasive. Pleasant speech is honey from a honeycomb, sweet to the spirit, and healing for the bones.
1: Turn. Complete. the biggest lie is that this life is all that there is and so we live in a fear of not knowing that God's work is complete in us and the problem with not having confidence in the resurrection is that we don't know when the end if we will live again but I want you to know that the pain you face is temporary the cancer you face is temporary You faces just to prepared. Because every believer that's washed in the blood of the land will live to live again. How many of you know that this is
0: the source of all goodness. Father, in your loving kindness, you sent your Son to share our humanity. We thank you that through Christ, you have given us mercy and grace through your word. We also pray that you will not forsake us, but will rule our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit so that we recognize our purpose and willingly serve you day after day. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Heavenly Father, work in us so that we believe and live the word we have heard today. Thank you for the grace and mercy, Lord, that you provide that brings us to repentance for our willfulness, but also brings us closer to you. Protect us from the temptations that surround us. Give us pure hearts and minds. Bless our land with peace and prosperity so that the gospel may be proclaimed to all. Fill us with joy over every sinner who repents and comes to trust in you. Lift the eyes of the distressed to your love in Christ. Gracious God, you govern and direct all things and you love all people. Hear our prayers, spoken and silent, and answer them in your wisdom and grace. I pray today in Thanksgiving for bringing my friend, Michaela back home to her family. I don't know what she was running away from, but I'm so thankful that she's back home with her family and safe Lord be with Michaela and her family to give them the ability to address whatever is needed to strengthen their faith and love within their home and protect them from all evil influences as they work to heal the wounds that were opened. Be with all of those fighting illness and disease, all those, especially those that are fighting cancer. May they receive treatments in line with their faith in you, Lord, the great physician. Take away the fears of uncertainty that many are dwelling under. So many of your flock are looking for ways to use their calling to support their families. And I ask that you intervene. To provide them the path that will lead them to find their purpose and calling in ways that also provide their needs. I pray for all that I have omitted. Those know who I'm praying for, as it may be you listening right now, who does not have the words to express what your heart wants to ask. Lord, you know who I'm, I'm referring to, and you alone know their hearts. And I ask that these prayers are answered in your favor. Father, in your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, finally, if you do not yet know Jesus Christ is your Savior, but would like to join him by faith, let me pray for you. Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. God may perhaps grant them repentance leading to a knowledge of the truth and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Dear God, I come before you today with a humble heart and surrender my life to you. I believe that Jesus Christ was born free of sin, died on the cross as a payment for my own sin and rose three days later I believe in your gift of salvation and eternal life because of the sacrifice of jesus christ god today i repent and turn from my old way of life because of your mercy and grace i can have childlike faith and today i ask for a new life through jesus christ and the holy spirit amen well thank you for joining me today um, make note that i post my podcast live on Thursdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time. I would also like to direct you to some other great podcasts. You can look for Bards FM. Um, There's Bended D at 4 p.m. Eastern time, Bards FM at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and Fishers of Men at midnight Eastern time on Podbean, and Kilted Christian is at 10 30 p.m eastern time also on podbean there are many other great podcasts to um, follow along with but um, send me a message if you would like to know more about god's grace this is kitty of pure grace with kitty i give you love and god's blessings ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says indeed it is by grace you have been saved through faith And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. when you I forgot to add in here, but I wanted to remind everybody that if you um, haven't yet, it's time to get those seeds planted. If you want to um, pre-start them in the house, a lot of you can start putting them in the ground now. Um, here locally, I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, and I haven't got the storm see there's storms. Somebody was mentioning storms. We're not getting storms here yet, but I see they're heading this way. But in the meantime, You may have a local seed and feed store. I have one that I really like to use that I shared the link on here called Standard Feed and Seed here in Jacksonville. And they carry all the seeds you could um, want. They've got really good advice in there. You may have a local store that does the same. They also have some um, plants, you know, vegetables and fruits that are ready to go in the ground if you didn't get a chance to pre-start yours indoors. They're already hardened off and all you have to do is put them in your pots or in the ground and um, go from there. Uh, But it's time to to get out there and and plant those gardens. Um, Also, you can check with your um, local uh, extension office. Um, Usually online, you can just type in um, extension office and the name of your county and you can find it that way. Um, I follow the extension office here in Duval County and they have a nice little newsletter that goes out with a lot of information on when to um, start your um, seeds in your garden and also other information on things like pest control and um, maybe workshops that they might be holding. So look those things up in your locality like I said, we have a lot going on, but um, today I just wanted to talk to you about how important our words are and how sometimes we just need to focus on finding our words from God's word. By studying God's word, that's where we'll be more confident in our words. If we try to you know, come up with our own, sometimes we're not um, so accurate as in the things that we say. So be careful what you say and be careful where you find your information. And with that, I'll leave you with another song here. It's from Erin Schust, it's called Your Word.